0: Welcome to the Shale Solutions Podcast. Today, I have a discussion with my friend Lynn Swanson. We talk a little bit about her transition out of her typical corporate career and how she has gone on to help coach people in their career and find the right path for them with one of my main goals of this podcast being a way for younger people to learn more about different careers and hopefully get some insight that will help th- help them choose a path. I was excited to have Lynn on And dig in a little bit into the steps that she takes people through to figure out what a good career path might be for them. And that applies not only to younger people that maybe haven't chosen a path at all, but could also apply to somebody who is currently on a path and is curious to see if they could make a switch to something different that would be a better fit for them, both emotionally and financially. So with that, we'll jump right into the conversation. Joining me today is Lynn Swanson. She's a professional with a background in the tech world, a musician, and she also helps people navigate the always difficult quest of finding or switching to the best career for them. So that's definitely a topic I'm excited to dive into. How are we doing today, Lynn?
1: Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Awesome to finally get you on. We've been friends for a little bit, kind of work work in proximity Mm -hmm. with each other. Um, definitely, both been exploring kind of the different fields that are out there. That's right. So you've kind of more recently, primarily been out on your own. Uh, what what kind of work were you doing before that?
1: Yeah, so I have a I have a background in internal consulting, um, project management, uh, training. Uh, my last gig was, uh, operations work, which kind of, it's a broad, you know, it's kind of, we always say it's an inch deep and a mile wide
0: mm, kind of mm-hmm. means that
1: you, <laughs> you're sort of responsible for everything and nothing. Yep. Um, so yeah, kind of a broad background.
0: Awesome. Yep. So how long, uh, have you been, I don't know, just kind of jump right into the main kind of thing I want to hit on, which is that, you know, figuring out your career path. So you're, I mean, you've got a longer history than me, but you're kind of like me. You've done a lot of just different stuff. Right. So it kind of makes sense that you'd be good at helping someone figure out, okay, what is the best path for me? Or how do I figure out where my, you know, strengths can align? Um, So what what kind of got you into helping people figure out what that path is for them?
1: Right. So uh, the last job that I had, my, uh, my position was actually eliminated and, uh, you know, had the opportunity obviously to look for other roles within that organization. And I thought, you know, I'm kind of done with this sort of, I sort of predated the people that are, you know, sort of through the pandemic and beyond are saying, uh, you know, I'm kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was 2019. So about three years ago. And, um, as I was sort of, I had a, I had a long window as I was leaving the organization. They gave me, I forget, three to, I think it's three to four months to sort of determine what I wanted to do. And so in that time frame, I sort of started uh, career coaching myself, if you will, and putting together. Okay, so mm-hmm. what, you know, what do I need to help make decisions for myself? <clears throat> and so, I, you know, I obviously like anyone would do. I looked at my financials kind of put together a spreadsheet that, you know, sort of where am I now and where do I wanna be? Um, I looked at what are opportunities that are out there. I did a, an assessment of my skills. Um, and I, as I was putting together, I'm kind of a spreadsheeter. And mm-hmm. so if that's a word. Uh, and so as I was sort of documenting all of this, uh, I, I got out of, the, out of the corporate world. I started networking with individuals. And I reconnected with an old friend who has an organization that, um, sort of her tagline is, you know, helping people have better work days. And, um, as we, as we started talking about what I had done to sort of coach myself out of the corporate world, um, you know, I think kind of for both of us, a light bulb went off and was like, Hey, this is, this is like a thing. This is, -hmm. this is something if I can coach myself, why can't I coach others?
0: Yeah, for sure. I was just watching a a big event the other week that was talking about how I think the, uh, what do you call it, the self, kind of like self education industry and like coaching and stuff like that. So basically, education and coaching outside of your typical university or educational system, right? I think has reached a like trillion dollar or well on its way to becoming a trillion dollar industry. Wow. Uh, which is definitely part of what's, giving me the motivation to try to start things like this podcast Absolutely. and my own uh, coaching practices. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it's cool to hear somebody that, you know, noticed that and yep. just in time to, you know, be able to take advantage of it. And I'm sure this sort of topic, you know, the, like you said, the the pandemic kind of, sp- was definitely a factor spurring it for you. And right. we all, we all know somebody that over the pandemic was, you know, really second-guessing their job or lost a job and maybe did a total 180 on what they were doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I I would say I know more than one person. Um, It is absolutely, the pandemic, I think, was absolutely an accelerator in people sort of stepping back a bit and saying, is this it? You know, this pandemic, this could be it for us. Um, And if it's Mm, not, mm -hmm. um, and when the next one comes along, do I still want to be doing what I was doing where I was you know, not very happy. Maybe, maybe not making the money that I want to be making. Uh, not having the work-life balance that I need. Um, I think that a lot of people took a look at those and uh, decided that they needed to change, or they at least needed to explore change. And that has worked out <laughs> well for individuals like myself, who you know sort of got ahead of that and and uh, put together kind of a, I, I would say, a fairly organized program to help people mm-hmm. to step through that at a. In, in my case, at a pretty affordable rate um, as compared to uh,
0: yeah. the competition that I've seen. Yeah. So by the by the end, anybody listening, uh, currently it's October 6, uh, 2022. Uh, if, if any of this uh, uh, appeals to you, I'd definitely check her out now because I have been and will continue to uh, influence her to upper price because it's definitely <laughs> right. worth a lot more. So uh, by the end of this, if you're, if you're interested and Working with Lynn, definitely jump on it now because you get you're getting a steal for the the service.
1: I love that. Thank you.
0: Uh, so, what is your your first step then? That uh, say somebody was your client, uh, just generally speaking, what what's that first step you try to take them through?
1: Yeah, I you know again I I look back to the process that I sort of took myself through, um, and with my background, with my um, even with my education, I was a math major, so I'm very you oh, know, interesting. There's, yeah, there's a solution to every problem. So, um, that's what mm-hmm. I liked about math. There's always a solution. Yeah, me too. I was <laughs>
0: right. English paper or something. Yeah, I'm like, no. what, what gets me an A and they can like, you know, hardly tell you. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. well, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Same way, same way. So, so yeah, there's a solution to every problem. So for me, the first thing was, um, again, to say financially, where do I sit? Am I in a place where I can even be having this discussion with myself uh, about leaving mm-hmm. a corporate job that was paying very, very well? Or do I have the resources that I can sort of make that leap and I have the time, the resources, et cetera, to, to kind of figure it out? And so that's the first thing that I would do with someone uh, and do, do with someone that's going mm-hmm. through my program is we sit down. Well, first of all, obviously, you want to get to know somebody. You don't just jump into, so tell me... Your financial situation, uh, but you get to know them a little bit, find out what their goals are, etc., and then we work our way into. and And I never ask anybody to divulge their personal financial situation. That's none of my business. I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. What just I'm just give them the framework to figure it the out for themselves. The exactly. If, if they don't want to. Yep. Because if you're not a spreadsheet spreadsheeter <laughs> like I am, uh, you know, you maybe don't know how to just sort of. It's it's really just basic, um, you know, basic financial planning, Mm -hmm. very basic financial planning, because, uh, side note, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not certified to do that, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to sort of look at your assets Mm -hmm. and look at your liabilities and identify where you are today. So it's a snapshot in time. Um, and that's exactly the first thing I would do with anybody. Where are you financially today? And then we can start talking about where you want to go with those, you know, do you want to make more money? Are you comfortable and can make less money? Can you make no money? You know, there's there's a number of avenues that we can explore, but you need to know where you sit.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and the, even once you know where you sit, then at least you can start making a plan. Okay, do I need to, maybe I can't switch right now, but if I just save a little bit of money for the next couple months, then I can take a risk or is it right. something that, okay... It might be more difficult, but I just need to continue with this job until that next opportunity is set in stone. Yeah, um, and, and, then... and,
1: and you know, th- th- absolutely, you're, you're spot on. And the thing that I would always feel is important to coach people through is uh, if financially, if you're not in a place where you feel like you can make that change, if the risk seems too great, that doesn't mean that you can't get there. You need to. It's all. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know. So you continue to do what you're doing and keep the paychecks coming in, keep the lights on in your in your place. But that doesn't. That should not um, prohibit you from exploring when what is available to you, because then that can be a a, a shorter transition as opposed to, uh, I need to get, you know, I need uh, for a year, I need to work on getting my, you know, my finances and financials in place. Uh, yeah, maybe yes, but maybe no. Maybe mm-hmm. if we're working today to get you to that next place, maybe we can accelerate that. And it's not a year.
0: Yeah. And that's where you can come in and add a lot of value, especially if say you have a very busy job that you kind of want to get out of. And if you're unsure, not like crazy determined, or you don't have that kind of framework to set up a plan out. It's very easy to just keep getting sucked into the job and put it off. And it's like, eh, in the back of your head, you know, you want to do this, but yeah. So having somebody come in, help you through that process, you know, could save you a lot of time. And then uh, I'm sure we'll go into later, Hey, maybe even make you more money, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I think you don't (laughs) charge enough, but (laughs) So yeah, okay. So let's assume, okay, you kind of got that figured out. You got a time frame or somebody's maybe preferably able to switch now, then what's the next thing you kind of cover with them?
1: Right. So again, looking back at, you know, sort of with myself, uh, so, so the financials were then in order, the next order of business is, so kind of who are you? Mm-hmm. And what, you know, sort of where, you know, what makes up the, um, uh, the experience and the uh, skill set that, that you bring to the table. And so again, it's pretty simple. I just sort of put together a spreadsheet and ask people to think back upon, uh, roles that they've held in the past. And I'll even take people all the way back to, you know, high school mowing lawns or whatever, because you picked up skills. If you were, if you were mowing lawns for people, you had to have a sale, you know, some degree of sales experience because mm-hmm. you had to approach those folks and talk to them about, I can mow your lawn for $15 or, you know, where the case may be. So we'll go all the way back to the earliest positions that people have held and just start creating that inventory of skills that they have acquired mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Um, it's, I think that the whole program that I've put together is full of aha moments But that's typically a pretty big aha for people to realize, especially when we start having the conversation around. Gosh, I thought I was just mowing lawns. Mm -hmm. No, you were sales. You were a salesperson. Maybe you had to negotiate with somebody. Hey, I'll pay you ten, kid. Eh, I really kind of need fifteen. You know, so maybe some negotiation skills. Uh, Obviously, um, things like showing up on time, doing the Mm -hmm. work. You know, all those types of things. Those all play into your reservoir or your, whatever you want to call it, your backdrop of who you are and what you can bring to the next position.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been a big, that was a big thing for me. There was the better part of a year where I was working and, you know, you're in that spot where you don't quite see a path forward that you like within the the industry or the company you're working. And I I always kind of knew that I wanted to go out and do something on my own. Which is definitely very intimidating. Yes. <clears throat> and then for me, a limit, kind of limiting belief that I had, and still somewhat have, especially considering the industries I was in. I uh, was just being on the younger side. But when I do do this kind of story thing, the skills inventory, yeah, you really do get some aha moments. Right. Like, okay, I'm only 26, but I've done design engineering, so I got really in depth in engineering drawings etiquette with that. Um, I did done manufacturing, so I've gotten several different manufacturing opportunities to work with, uh, setting up a lot of standardizing processes, and then I got into, you know, that basically low-level project management with construction, which, okay, yeah, you're, you're the bottom of the totem pole, but at the same time, somehow you're responsible for everything on site <laughs> Yeah. So I was like I was checking payroll every day, quality documents, uh, doing yeah so that payroll tracking the hours and the cost codes related to those hours for over a hundred people on site. Yep. Then you got you know a couple dozen pieces of equipment. you're tracking that to the production they do, all the random deliveries, corporate stuff, you're kind of like the first line of HR on site because yeah. I was on wind farm so they're in the middle of nowhere. You don't have the HR department next door <laughs> right. And uh, or IT. Definitely, I got a lot of experience teaching older construction workers how to use iPads.
1: <laughs> <Just>
0: <laughs> always interesting. There's
1: a career in itself. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Um, <clears throat> and then, so between all that stuff, and then I've just been always the type to invest in myself. So you're, we were talking about the, the stack of books we have next to us. Yeah. Um, so I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours of my own time studying business, uh, leadership is one of my key focuses. Um, and then I also, gosh, see, yeah, I've, I've, done so much. I can't even remember the, yeah. some of the major things I like to do. I got to lead a lean continuous improvement initiative on my job site. So there was another thing I really dove deep into. Right. And then you kind of realize and you reflect and you look at say people, that are in your industry or in your company, and they've been there 10, 15 years longer than you, but you see that they didn't, you know, they just kind of, they sat in that same kind of position. They, they just works the Yeah, They go through the motions yeah. and you realize, okay, yeah, 10, 20 years of experience, but you know, what did they really gain within that time? Have they been compounding their, um, you know, abilities? So even. Right. Even though I spent most of my time in construction, I could find things that like, hey, this standard process stuff we did in manufacturing, this continuous improvement stuff, you know, could apply over here, or with my uh, first consulting client, you know, helping a pet sitting business, you know, reach that kind of next level of being able to expand and you know let the the owner be able to start working on the business rather than doing a lot of legwork like she had been. So, yeah, there's definitely a, that's, yeah, that really breaking down goes a long way in seeing your own self-worth and seeing what opportunities are out there, which is kind of, uh, those are topics, you know, moving on in your program, I know.
1: Yeah, well, and the the other thing I would add to that is, you. I mean, you have a great inventory that you just sort of detail, but the, the thing that's sort of, it's the behind the scenes then that, that we really want to dig into. So as you're mm. describing the different roles that you've had, and maybe, you know, even different titles, what I really want to dig into with people is, right, but what are the skills that you learned as you were doing those, or had mm, to mm-hmm. flex? And so, for example, I don't have the list here in front of me, but there are you know, there's constantly an updated list of the 10 most, you know, most uh, important skill sets that employers are looking for. And like hmm. these days, critical thinking is top of the list every time. Critical thinking skills. And so. Which you
0: would think is like, well, no, duh. But then you kind of get into right? the world and you either. Yeah. yeah. You see people that, OK, they're just going through the most. That a That's lot of right. people, they're just going through the motions. That's right. really just there for the paycheck. And then you realize, oh, OK. That's, well, that's why like management positions are so important because yeah. a lot of people that just, you would think, oh, if you just kind of thought about this, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And so the idea, you know, the idea behind these, you know, okay, so these are the jobs that I did, or these were the tasks that I had. That's great. But what were the skills under those? And that's what we mm-hmm. want to uncover in that, in that role and especially or in that uh, session. And especially important is to look at what's important today to employers and where can we find those in your background? Because they're there; mm-hmm. they're almost always there. It's just that most people haven't had the—they um, just haven't gone through the the activity to to uncover them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we kind of broke down. You could dig, dive into your story, figure out those skill sets, yep. uh, have some aha moments. What's the next step that you'd run people through?
1: Yeah. So then, um, what we what we, <laughs> I, I sort of begged, borrowed, and stole some some key questions. I mean, I was again. I was uh, doing a lot of uh, legwork on my own. Mm-hmm. What do I need to think about? Reading, doing a lot of reading, and I, you know, just in your everyday, like your, you know, you've got your book of or your stack of books here, and you you come across these questions. You're like, wow, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about that. And so, in the next session, what we try to do is sort of um i i call it reflecting on you but you know it's really a deep dive into uh sort of deep thinking around again who who are you in your work life really for the most part but who are you um what have you done where do you want to go and the questions are pretty probing and the idea again being to um get people to think more deeply to reflect more on really who are you, I guess. And mm-hmm. I can't think of a better way to say it, but, but, but the idea is that it ties then to, are you, are you, are you headed into a career that you will be passionate about, that you will be excited to get up and, you know, go to work every day. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Just sort of find that, that inner self, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of back to that, you know, you're working a, a busy job and it's just easy to get lost in it and not even yeah. really look around. I think that's what stops a lot of people is not even looking around to see what is out there. Um, I mean like when I first got into college or yeah, when I first got into college, I thought I, I really just thought I'd go and be a design engineer, right. which
1: for 35 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I just kinda, that's what I expected. And then I got into that, I, my, my internship working design work uh, right after my freshman year quickly realized I don't want to spend forty hours a week every week staring at SOLIDWORKS. Yeah. Do I like working on SOLIDWORKS Do I like designing stuff? Sure. But all all day, every day, you know, that just wasn't Not wasn't so my cup of tea. So then I got to switch over to the manufacturing side and you know that, you know, another step closer. And then uh, yeah, so it's just been over the even just the last five years, just the how dramatically your kind of view of what's out there can change. For sure. So yeah, so that's a big thing. And then, yeah. like I said, the the value of this is having having somebody come in and help you, right? You know, be able to see that, uh, and especially somebody like you who's had a lot of different positions, right. and then. Just spends a lot of time looking at, okay, what positions are out there.
1: I really do. I I don't know where I got this fascination well, you you know, we talk all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know where I got this fascination with like what's out in the work, work world. And mm-hmm. I just I'm constantly I am. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly looking at I'm a, I'm constantly looking at jobs, uh, because I'm just so curious about uh why, I don't know, I guess where, are where are we going? Where are jobs going? What's, uh, mm-hmm. what's highly sought after right now? Uh, what is, where is, um, salary, you know, where is the salary falling for people these days? And I think that that's all, um, important for me in this role, but I'm just super passionate about it. And so it's, it makes it easy and fun for me, mm-hmm. um, to find that information. But, um, you know, one of the, one of the questions, I'm going to share just one question with you. Um, as we talk about you know asking people to sort of reflect on who they are and where they might want to go um, i it's it's about a dozen questions and I in my program i I we we sort of talk about where we're going next uh, I give the people it is homework I mean before between our mm-hmm. sessions I if you're not going to do the work, we're probably not going to have very robust discussions and you're really probably not going to get a lot out of the mm-hmm. out of the sessions so I send send folks home with uh, with homework and uh, my favorite question is if um if you if if you knew no one was going to laugh at you what would you consider as a as a career
0: mm mhm and no, you know that is a good one yeah
1: and you know it's really interesting i've gotten i've gotten everything from like one guy said um he'd open a cheese shop hmm. and i was like i love that idea why would, why do you think people would laugh at you and he said well because i'm I think similar to, if I remember correctly, similar to your job path, you know, he was a highly educated engineer. Mm-hmm. But he wants to open a cheese shop. Yeah. And I said, well, we, you know, we, we've got to explore that further. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on there? Because if that's your passion, who cares that you're a highly educated and trained engineer?
0: Yeah. Follow your passion. Or that'll, uh, at, at minimum, maybe illuminate a different Career path that's already out there. Yep. Um, that might be so. Maybe he's not in a position to try to start a business. But then, hey, right? You like this? Oh, there's a whole industry out there that might be better suited to you.
1: Where it actually led, as far as I know, what <laughs> he decided that as a kind of a hobby. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if it doesn't turn into a side gig. Um, he's going to explore learning how to make cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I know nothing about that world. Nor do but- I. <laughs> I know I know the power of being a, a very objective focused engineer and you can make some some pretty awesome. Absolutely. But <laughs> you know, if you're not happy kind of like the the breaking bad thing, you know, the, the chemistry teacher <laughs> that started making the the best drugs out there. <laughs> Maybe the engineer will start making the best cheese. The best cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and the the whole laugh yeah, what if you knew people wouldn't laugh at you, that's that is a good way to put it, because yeah. my the a problem I had at my last jobs was I was just constantly surrounded by people that you could tell they had, I don't know, that in a, in a sense, they'd given up. They just accepted their path. Yeah. They were definitely very v- passively verbal about not being very happy with it. So you're constantly surrounded by these people like that. And then uh, I actually have a, a podcast I've been scripting, hopefully record today, um, that kind of dives into in- investing in yourself. Yeah. Oh. And how that's kind of a silent battle these days and how it's not really not, despite all the opportunities there are now with that like self-education, you know, being a trillion dollar industry I was talking about, it is just not very well promoted by, you know, t- typically what's around you in today's society on mm-hmm. how, you know, most people are talking about, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, yeah. I. I binged watch another, the latest series on Netflix, or, uh, right. you know, I went and sat on a boat all day right. with a 12-pack, or, oh, we're going to go to the city for a couple days, and you hear that, and you know, okay, everybody's just, you know, continues the conversation, that's normal, right? but then you talk about how, oh, yeah, yeah I, I spent uh, the whole day watching uh, Tony Robbins seminars, or uh, I'd been uh, listening to... Uh, the leadership and the art of conversation, Yeah, you know, really dug into how you can, uh, manage meetings and the, the conversation patterns of that. And, you know, if you say something like that, people are, they're just going to like stare at you. They should mm-hmm. be like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, when I say, Oh yeah, I ran, <clears throat> I biked when I was training for my Ironman, I biked 80 miles and then ran 10 Right. and they just like, don't even know how to respond right. So those, those kind of things that you're, you know, working on yourself is somehow, you know, it makes you you, trying to bring that up. You kind of feel alienated because most people, they just don't know how to relate or, um, you know, basically the things they like to talk about are pleasure based. Even if I couldn't care less about a Justin Bieber concert you know, somebody saying, oh, yeah, I went and saw Justin Bieber. I'd just be like, oh, cool, yeah, I know I can get it. You know, right. if you enjoy that, then that's awesome. Right. They wouldn't want to go uh, see the hardcore metal concert I saw at some hole-in-the-wall bar. Um, but, you know, just it being a concert, they can relate. Oh, yeah, concerts yep. are awesome. But that that doing things that are not, I mean, you might enjoy them, but not like strictly for pleasure, then, yeah, it's, it's something that the world just doesn't promote yeah. in a way or it's, it, it is, it feels embarrassing. Like I, I would, I, I got to the point where I just saying like, Oh, not much. Or I didn't do much. And <laughs> right. even though I might've spent 10 hours that weekend, you know, deep diving on sales training, yeah, something like that. But I know if I bring that up, it's just going to turn into this awkward conversation because they don't, right. most people don't spend their free time, investing in themselves so that's going to be a a topic for a a podcast i'm putting out you
1: know i think that's a i love that topic and i think that uh so since Mm -hmm. i left corporate and have sort of been exploring all these different things um i i kind of fell into because of another friend who was who was looking for sort of what's the next thing after corporate uh we sort of fell into the entrepreneurial world Mm -hmm. and a little pitch here on the side for one million cups you know, started going to some of those meetings, met a, a ton of people, they're all investing in themselves every single day. And I find that incredibly exciting. And mm-hmm. obviously, our friend group, that's, you know, that's how kind of the thing we have in common, we're all sort of looking for, how do we invest in ourselves? How do we find the next big thing? How do we take our passion and grow it into, you know, what we're going to do for the next X number of years. And there, there's that world. And then there's, Uh, and I'm drawing like really sort of severe lines here, but there's sort of that world. And then there's sort of that world of, I go in and I do my 40 hours. And to Mm -hmm. your point, I'm not going to invest in myself on the weekends or in evenings or whatever, because that job doesn't deserve my extra time, my extra passion, my extra, you know, Mm -hmm. development, Uh, you know, I'm just going to go in and do that job. And those are the people that I really want to reach. Yeah. And I want them to be passionate. I want them to want to develop themselves and to find if it's cheese making, so be it. But Mm -hmm. let's find that and get you excited about it and help you to find a way to make that not only your your passion, because you don't want to be that starving artist the rest of your life. Maybe you do. Uh, But a lot of people would like to also like money, make money out of that deal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's find that balance where Yeah, you know, and And, and I think those conversations that we just had that all ties together.
0: Yeah. And on the making money side, uh, if you had any good uh, examples or seen where, you know, okay, this person, they're making comfortable money, but they, not only do they want to do something else, but when you go through this process, you also realize, oh, hey, there's a job that better suits you and pays more out Mm -hmm. there. Right. Have you run a run into that or see opportunities for that?
1: I think, yeah. I mean, again, it, it, uh, it's, it kind of comes back to how much does my client want to put, you know, they have to put the work into that too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, I will help explore those avenues and we can find those roles. Um, and in fact, as it turns out, the cheese maker, absolutely. That's the path that that sort of, they ended mm-hmm. up taking, uh, again, I, I hope that she, che- <laughs> I hope the cheese making is happening on the side, but, but that's absolutely what happened. They, they looked at, you know, the, the role that they have, the skills that they bring to the table, the opportunities that are out there to make a little bit more money, but to be a little bit happier. Mm-hmm. And it, actually, why this is always interesting when we're in the middle of these sessions, and this has happened several times, where the client actually gets the better job. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're sort of like, uh, where's, okay, we just met the goal and we haven't even finished our sessions yet. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But it kind of deflates the balloon a little bit too, you know, because you're sort of like, well, we can still keep talking, but you Mm -hmm. just did it, you know, good for you. So yes, that has happened and it's super exciting when it happens, but Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. And when you do that whole breaking down your skills mm -hmm. and your story, then you can get better clarity and say you are aiming a little higher in that job you're going for. Now you're at least, well, you're more confident because you've done this reflection on yourself and then you, would be I would think better at selling yourself to them as well absolutely you can yeah because if you just you know there's like I said I mean I have a hard time remembering all the stuff I've done and I my yeah. career is you know much shorter and like yeah. not not even that long time wise experience wise I feel like I've got a lot well definitely have a lot more than most 26 year olds um, right. but yeah, it's hard to,
1: you have to tell the right story.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's big. Yep. <clears throat> uh, and then what's the, was there one more yeah, step? So then we had, yeah,
1: there is, there's one more step. And so the, the last step, um, again, I'm going to take it back to, you know, I'm coming out of corporate, I'm deciding that I'm not going to continue to do that type of work and then, okay, so what's out there? Mm-hmm. And so I start, you know, get out the, the blank spreadsheet and I just start, talking to people and I start exploring and I start reading and I I'm looking around locally and I'm I'm just identifying you know like well there's something I you know because I've already done my skills inventory right and I've already done kind of my my reflection of well what's interesting to me and what's sort of out of the kind of out of the equation and so as I'm looking at um opportunities that are out there I start sort of just putting them into the spreadsheet Pretty soon I've got enough that I'm starting to kind of categorize it. So I'm saying, okay, well, there's there's the corporate track that I can continue on. And here are some things that I can explore because I absolutely am um, skilled enough. I'm absolutely, I have the experience. I have the, I have the, I guess I have all of the tools, except probably not the passion at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's
1: one of the categories. And then, you know, I started because of the... You know, sort of having never worked in small business, uh, you know, you start what's out there. What are, what is it like to work in a small business? And, and again, that that inch deep and a mile wide works really well in small business because they can't hire a mm, marketing person mm-hmm. and a sales person and a you know a, a, a front desk person and a inventory, you know, just across the board. And so that started looking kind of interesting to me. And so you know, he you started sort of pulling all that together. And by the time I was, uh, you know, sort of now fully out of corporate, I've now got this spreadsheet with like, oh my gosh, I don't even know, 50 opportunities available. Mm-hmm. And so there, some of them are ideas and some of them are actually explore this corporation, explore this company, explore this nonprofit, explore this uh, board, And you know, that's not actually a job, but it's still mm-hmm. something to help you build your skills. And so that is really what we do then in that last session. I kind of wipe that clean, but leave a few things as teasers for people. And we start talking about, okay, you've got your skills, you've got your sort of, you know, what am I interested in? Where do my passions lie? And now let's start looking at, so what's out there. Mm -hmm. And so we start building that spreadsheet for the client.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing what is out there. Oh my gosh. I, it's, I can't stress enough and that's, uh, part of the purpose of my business podcast I keep bringing up is I want if if younger people listen to uh each episode then get a you know insight into different industries but I mean yeah when I was in high school literally I just basically did not foresee really anything other than you know going being a design engineer I knew I liked math science um and that's that that's like uh I wish, I don't know, how, how there was a way I could impact, you know, high school students more because, like, you, you still have no idea what you want to do by then. Right. Um, especially because I know a lot of people that, or I've, I've known people that they maybe they're even ahead of me in math and science, but when they got to college, it was like a different ball game, and then next thing you know, they're just doing something completely different. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I stuck with it, but even just halfway through college... I went from, you know, typical engineer, you know, just the designing, basing stuff off of the numbers, blah blah blah, and then maybe about halfway through my college career, I realized, oh, project management. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with this, mm-hmm. and and then I realized, okay, if you have an engineering degree, you can more or less jump right into some sort of project management role in construction. So then construction started to appeal to me and, you know, then that proceeded that direction, but yeah, it's just, you have no idea which way you can go. And then now, I mean, project management is still, uh, a big focus of mine. And, you know, if I want to start businesses, that's just an inherent part of it. It is. But then I just kept learning there's, there's a whole bunch of good podcasts. Uh, the Bradley, Dropping Bombs with Bradley uh, is a really good one. Just lots of business podcasts where you can, every episode is just somebody in a different industry. Mm. And then how you can make money with that. Okay. Uh, what, what kind of skills are required. And that, that something like that would be really good for those high school people that don't know what they want to do. Seriously, people just go take a gap year. Don't don't yeah. start just spending money in yeah. college because there's one. There's a lot of jobs that'll pay just as good, if not better, than an engineer. Right, and you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money in four or five years in college. Uh, for me personally, I don't regret getting an engineering degree, despite not. I haven't done anything like really remotely like what I was actually doing in engineering school, which is just crunching numbers yeah. all day yeah. uh, since I graduated. But for me, that skill set of the the level of problem solving you come out the other side on with engineering, I think is pretty unmatched. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you you're just a problem solving machine. You know, you'll the most daunting thing put up in front of you, and you're just like, all right, I'll just follow the process. You know, all that. stuff. So that's been, especially in uh, management roles, that's given me, I can sit there and calmly approach something. Um, And a lot, like I I noticed a lot, um, I was kind of lower level and we were, I was like the number two managing a relatively small construction site. And there'd be a lot of just issues that uh, I would, I would try to intercept them before they get to my boss. Cause I knew he had more important stuff to work on. And even though I was new to commercial construction within five minutes of just talking to this guy and asking questions, I had no idea what the answer was, but by kind of applying that engineering mindset and just asking them questions, they figured out what the problem yep. was on their own. Yep. Um, and that just happened. All, all the time. Right.
1: You could be a career coach because that's exactly the skill <laughs> that you need to bring to the role that I, that I bring, I guess, to coaching is I don't have the answers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're just asking, you're asking questions, you're pro- probing and prompting people to explore, mm-hmm. to think about something that maybe they haven't really considered. And then you start kind of like project management, you start kind of putting the pieces together Mm -hmm. and you look at that and sort of step back and look at that and say, have we just put together a new career path? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it, you know, and the the funny thing about uh, coaching, um, you mentioned high school students. I I did work, probably my youngest person that I have worked with was, I think she was 19, was, I don't know Mm -hmm. if she was considered a gap year, but she, wasn't going to go to college right away. And we sort of explored, uh, you know, again, what are all the uh, roles that you had in high school? What are your interests, et cetera. Um, and again, probably one of the best, I think one of the best things that I can bring to somebody is that, that passion that I have for finding Mm -hmm. opportunity, excuse me. And so, uh, we discovered through, uh, her passion and her interests, you know, et cetera, her, her background that, she wanted to, uh, uh, what is that, sound engineer? She wanted to be a sound engineer.
0: Oh, okay. And so she was
1: exploring actually like, you know, how, she didn't even know how to get started, mm-hmm. you know, she knew that there, and so here, here's kind of one of my sort of fun, I guess, sort of fun problem solving. I was, uh, I was volunteering, uh, I volunteer here locally, uh, and there was a, a group I can't even remember who the band was, but anyway, there was a band. There, I was volunteering. I was back by the soundboard. I started talking to the sound engineer, sound engineers, and I said, "Hey, I have this. You know, here's what's going on. I know this person," and they gave me. And weirdly enough, this person was in Colorado, in Denver, and these guys were based in Denver, and they gave me like five resources for this person to mm-hmm. to explore, mm-hmm. people to contact, companies to work through. Uh, you know, yeah. places to, and I was going to
0: say, I, I bet you, you know, that's a solid career that you could do and not yeah. go spend a hundred grand on college. Bingo. For
1: and the, and the number one thing they said was tell her, do not spend her money going to school for that. Go mm-hmm. to one of these places, tell them that you're interested and excited about this and they will hook you up. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, that's just
0: yeah, think about, um, even, even if say you're just getting started in that industry, maybe you're, I don't know, with inflation going crazy it's it's hard to put out okay what's a number that seems low but yeah so you're maybe making like 15 bucks an hour and you know that's nowhere near what your goal is but you spend two years making 15 bucks an hour all day every day right versus paying probably similar to that to just sit at college right um you're getting experience you, yeah. you're making it closer to that goal and you're making money at the same time that's right um and then oh was i gonna um and then there's yeah so that's that um whole thing and uh, one of the topics i'm talking about on my investing in yourself podcast is the resources that are out there and you might even pay Uh, you could. the, some of these resources are, they seem expensive, but say you just know, you just want to make money and you want to try to get good at sales. Mm -hmm. You could pay who knows how much going to college to get like a business degree and then you're just going to start at the bottom anyway. Right. Or you could go pay five grand for a eight week masterclass created by somebody that's made millions and millions in sales. Okay, it seems really intense, like, oh, five grand for this one class, but that one class is right. going to shortcut you yep. so dramatically right. to your goal. And I'm sure there's, these days, there's probably got to be a few dozen master classes on how to be a audio engineer. Oh, heck yeah. Or there's probably even tons of just free stuff out there. Right. Um, to show example, how just all the random stuff I've looked at, I had, I, for a year, I had a what is it? Mastermind is it master no, not Mastermind. No, masterclass.com. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of I that. Have, you've probably yeah. seen ads all yeah, over. Yeah. They they had like a deal and my buddy and I bought into it for a year. Super cheap. So that was like I don't know, it's like cost me seventy five bucks for the whole year and you get this whole library of masterclasses. Yep and i was somewhat interested as so i watched a uh, dead mouse's like music, you know, production masterclass or whatever, some of that. Cool. So i mean, look at that. You got one of the most successful people in that <laughs> yes. industry ever for 75 bucks, you right. just got, you know, a few hours worth of deep diving into how they think about yeah. this subject. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing how you can what people don't realize is there there are shortcuts out there yep. in a sense it It's like, you know, there's, there's no shortcuts and there are shortcuts. There's no shortcuts in terms of, okay, you got to put effort in, but if you know what your objective is, somebody out there's already done it, literally just mimic what they did. There's no shame in that. And any of the, almost any of the stuff I'm going to bring up in my future content, I'm not reinventing the wheel on it. You just, every, hardly anybody's reinventing the wheel these days. That's right you know That's right. You're, you're maybe the next Stephen Hawking or the, the the next bitcoin level of something creator but typically it's been done yeah, yeah. it's been done yeah. you just get better at it than the next person absolutely
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and, yeah
0: and then there are just the other thing you'd see there are just so many you can monetize almost anything there's like i said that uh that sell or that self-education world and how expensive it is there? You look into some people are making more than I was selling. I don't know, just courses on like how to make your feet soft, or uh, <laughs> I, I that that's just what popped in my head first. But I, I've heard weirder things than that. And you know, if <laughs> if you can sell to that person, hey, they're really or they're just really annoyed by, uh, yeah, I don't know, things the crazy things yeah. like that. And people make plenty know. of money off of that. And then, uh, which is part of why I th- I'm going to keep influencing you to <laughs> ch- charge more for yeah. your service, because I know what the current price and how it would be a really good thing. And um, I'm sure you would love doing this, helping more of those, uh, you know, kind of call or right before college Absolutely. students. Yeah. Um, because think about it, you pay not really not much money and you could potentially avoid spending multiple years chasing a degree that you wouldn't even like. I mean, even if somebody knows they want to go to college, how many people still spend the first two years? Right. It's like borderline a waste because they just switch in the middle dramatically, or then they drop out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's, and these are, yeah, examples of investing in yourself. For sure. It's you'd be like it, most people, wouldn't understand. But if you think about it in the big picture, it pays off so much in the long run.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I'm certainly not anti-education at all, but, uh, you know, the other, the other approach of course, is if you're coming out of high school and, and college is incredibly expensive these days, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you can, if you can find your passion in something that will get you on a path, uh, there's nothing to say you can't then pair that with going to school once you're starting to, you know, you're earning some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still become a part-time student, even a full-time student. There's nothing wrong with that. But it wouldn't it be great to be able to have, you know, some income and, mm-hmm. and you're already down a career path. And by the time you get out of school, you've got this, again, this incredible tool belt of, of resources that you bring with you because of the, the, the positions that you've already held mm-hmm. and you're just coming out of college.
0: Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. The world, world really is your oyster out there. It, it
1: really is. It really is. It's and it's so exciting. And I, I, I just get I get really jazzed working with again younger people that are sort of just starting off. You know, we can we can explore. Let's not <laughs> let's not mm-hmm. spend five ten years going down the path that is not going to be. Yeah, and like you know, that's my passion.
0: that's my my sister right now. Okay, now uh, she's kind of oh, going oh, through like listening? a. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, I like to say she's kind of going, it seems like she's going through a bit of a, a quarter life crisis. Okay. Um, she's a little bit younger than me, but I think she, she knows what her passion is, but uh, she went to school for environmental science. Super, nice. very, very, she's super smart. Um, but then it's just that the word, it, there are, is so much opportunity out there. That's overwhelming in itself. It is. But then... Uh, and I can attest still being on the younger side, um, in the professional world right now that getting that first job out right out of college is shockingly hard. Yeah. Like unless you got lucky and happened to get an internship with a company you like, where you like doing what you like and just transition into that, Mm um, her, uh, boyfriend he's really smart engineer I'm had like good you know there's nothing no reason you dislike this guy yeah uh especially or at least as far as i would be able to tell on a professional level um and i think it even took him quite a while just to find an engineering job sure. which this stuff somewhat blows my mind because you hear left and right companies are desperate for people but then at the same time it's just seems like so hard to get a job because like uh an example I always bring up is um, I I ended up somehow getting an internship every summer um, so I had five different internships and at one point I had to I applied I was two intern I'd already done an internship a co-op I had a pretty solid GPA for an engineer three point two six might not sound Impressive for a lot of majors, but in engineering, that's typically yeah. pretty solid. Right. And I applied to probably in the realm of a hundred internships over the course of a year. I spoke to like 20 companies wow. at the career fair, yeah. applied to just tons online. I've got the decent GPA. I've got experience as part of an engineering club, like could barely even get a bite. And then... Um, you know, it's the same, well, the last time I, I switched from a job to a job was peak pandemic, so I know that was, oh. <laughs> okay, the hiring world is just somewhat yeah. chaotic, yeah. but even then, applied to like 80 plus jobs, and then it really only ended up, uh, the only bites I was getting was when recruiters approached me. So like, I, I honestly don't know how, if you're younger, how you get Jobs these days without like a recruiter or a mm-hmm. personal connection, which kind of I don't know, it confuses me and annoys me because I know there's so much talent out there that's probably right. being missed out on, yeah, or yeah. It just makes me wonder, yeah, just how people are getting into jobs, especially on that younger side. So then, yeah, it yeah. turns into that kind of quarter life crisis because my sister, she got a job that you know kind of made sense, but you know, she. You got at some point you just got to get a job. You got to start making money right. when you're out of school, right? Um, but then it turned, you know, it wasn't something she was. She's like, okay, I don't want to do this forever now. And then eventually, she's like, okay, I don't really like this job. But then she's all just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Or like, you know, am I a failure? And it's like, no, you're not. You're not a failure. You're just there's a lot of opportunities oh, out gosh, there. Yes. You just gotta try stuff. I mean, I've yeah, yeah I've I've started. Design engineer, manufacturing, construction management, yeah. trying to get into consulting, uh, definitely going to own real estate one day. I've got Yeah. tons of You're ideas. So to You're try. Just, yeah. You just, yeah. But, yeah. but you have to get your eyes open to all the options out there. And that's where, yeah, the value of having somebody like you come in, right. coach up you as a young person, or yep. maybe uh, parents listening and their kid yeah. isn't sure. Get them with a then, career coach. Hey, yeah. It's, yeah more definitely worth the investment.
1: Yeah. You said, you said a couple of things there that I, I kind of want to comment on. I think one is, um, not being afraid to try different things. Um, you know, I think unfortunately it's again, if you have a degree, you sort of have this tendency to, well, this is what my degree is in. So this mm-hmm. is what I need to do. Eh, yeah. my opinion on that is a degree is a great foundation for, indicating or showing that, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that come with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. You put in the effort, yeah, you're you put in the effort, right. All that stuff. So we all know, you know, the benefits of the degree, but I don't think that, uh, personally, I don't think that anybody should say, but this is what my degree is. And so I need to stick with that. Mm-hmm. That's that whole, are people going to laugh at me if I have my environmental science degree and I go yeah. and I start a bakery? Who cares? Yeah. If that's what you want to do, be happy. Um, so that's one thing. And I think, um, I think, that that's, uh, I think that that's really important for people not to be afraid to try different things. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, you know, you're, you're, this failure um, sort of attitude, it's not a failure to try different things. It's not a failure to say, I tried environmental science and I want to go do something. I want to go start a bakery or whatever. That's not a failure. That's finding your passion. That's finding how you're going to spend the next 40 years of your life.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty huge yeah
1: so yeah I, I, I. A
0: little bit of failure now will save you and it's not 40 failure. years or not yeah or yeah it's a little not. bit of uh that Ex- just discomfort or yeah. maybe a brief disappointment versus 40 years of feeling unfulfilled <laughs> right Ugh. yeah mm-hmm.
1: i guess the other thing i would add to that is when you talk about you know uh especially for younger people you know trying to get their foot in the door it is harder absolutely as a younger person to network because your network is uh, yeah, pretty small. Yeah, that's
0: been my one of my biggest hurdles this yeah. last year's I went from, I was just really in that construction bubble. Yep. Everybody kind of knew each other. And like, just, yeah, like I said, a lot of people, you could tell they'd given up. They're like, oh, this is my path. Even if I don't like it, I right. got to stick to just it. just going to
1: stick it out until I'm 65. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: and then a lot of the, and then nowadays people approach and, 65, they're like, oh, uh, I'm either going to have to make a lot more or I'm just waiting on my 401k to bounce back and affordable health care. <laughs> right. Or all the yeah.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> who wants those headaches? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the thing I would say about the the networking is it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, it's hard to get started, but do it. Because networking, mm-hmm. I there's a statistic, and I don't have it at my fingertips, but there's a statistic out there that would say that you know, the, you're you're gonna find your next job more than likely through a contact of some sort.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I the when I was going through jobs, the only vast major like pretty much the only bites I was getting was with a recruiter, which is kind of like a contact approaching you. Or yeah, if you know somebody. Yeah, absolutely. It's and then yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. It's one of those things that
1: you have to put in the work. Kind of bugs me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. And if you just get good at, if you're enthusiastic about what you're talking about, somebody's yep. going to notice. And Yep. Uh, Which is how I met buddy, you. Yeah. Yeah. That's you how we enthi- met.
1: You were enthusiastically talking about what you were going to do with your next step. And, you know, I kind of heard that from across the room. And I'm like, well, that mm. that's cool. I want to hear more. And mm-hmm. we went for coffee and here we are. Yeah.
0: And then we became friends with right. Tim, who was on my first episode and how he was just Excited about a board game, and then boom, yeah. Uh, angel investor yeah. literally <laughs> appears it, for and him, it's, but
1: it is—it's that enthusiasm and passion for finding the next step that kind of drew us all together, mm-hmm. and that's what I think—that's probably the the core of our continuing, you know, friendship. Not just the friendship, but I mean, kind of this continuing, like con- helping each other. Like, what what else is you know. Mm-hmm. Where would I find this resource? Uh, you know, how do I how do I pivot from what I'm working on to yeah. maybe something else? And we just sort of you know bring that excitement yeah, and, and passion.
0: That's another episode. Definitely digging in and any self improvement person. They talk about you know who you, it's all about who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. Well, I might be having a busy day and I can only go spend a couple hours with you guys at the coffee shop, and it adds decent chunk of driving to my day. But I know that's gonna you know keep that business battery charged and help, you know, influence me in the right way. Cause even, even if you're like really focused on that stuff, you know, there's always going to be people in your life that they're just always going to be in your life and they might not be, you know, a positive influence (laughs) and that maybe where you're trying to go with something or they, they just can't relate or they, you know, they, they think that risk maybe isn't worth it in their eyes. Um, so having those people, I can kind of help, you know, Keep the momentum, yeah, going where you want.
1: In fact, you you so we started talking a little bit about that networking and the and the value of that. The other thing that I would add to that is, uh, you're more than likely going to find your next role not because a close contact is um, mm-hmm. is helping mm-hmm. you out, but it's those contacts that are more on the periphery yeah, because they true. don't have emotional investment in you and they're not worried about you. Making a misstep and, oh, I don't want to be the one that, yeah, you know, that's... if you, if you, it's those people that you're learning through your network, you're finding out about opportunities, you're, you're learning about, you know, different experiences, et cetera, et cetera. That's probably your best resource because they're, mm-hmm. they're not, you know, a parent, a close friend. They're like, oh gosh, I don't want to be the one to yeah. rain on your parade or to tell you to, t- you know, take this next step and you end up living in my basement. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that that's a really interesting, uh, piece of information that I, that I discovered. And I think it's, I think there's something to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anybody listening, especially if you're on the younger side, just even if you're not specifically looking for a different job or career path, just network anyway, Absolutely. never know what's going to pop up. And maybe that, yeah, that will be the difference down the road one day, especially, Hey, Hey, I am now looking for something and already spent have this connection some level with other people. Right. Uh, well, that's, I don't know. That's, I feel like that's a pretty good point to end on. I, I like to think we gave some people some good things to think about. Um, so red carpet times, so let's say, hey, people are like, oh, I like, I like what Lynn's talking about, or I need help figuring out my career path. Um, and I'm sure you're also just happy to chat with people in general. They don't necessarily have to have to hire you right away uh how can they get a hold of you
1: yeah so you know a couple of different things i uh email is probably the easiest thing I've, i'm out on twitter um you, you want me to give email address and phone number whatever or? <laughs> whatever you'd want people <laughs> yeah. out there
0: to know to get a hold of you
1: yeah probably the easiest is to email me. so I, I my incredibly professional email address is uh, beetle beetle l e zero two 2 at gmail
0: and that's, uh, you drive O2 Beetle. I drive o- an O2, O2 Beetle. Beetle? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, yep. Anybody that's interested, feel free to reach out to Lynn there. Um, hope you enjoyed and got some value out of this podcast. Lynn, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Spend the time. Glad we can make this happen. That wraps it up for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Lynn. Hopefully the steps that she laid out is something that you can go back and do if you're questioning what career path you're on currently, or maybe you're a young college student, high school student, trying to figure out, okay, what is a good path for me? Be sure to reach out to Lynn if you want some help with that. She'll be happy to talk to you. And if you want to learn more about me and my business, you can find me, Austin Shadle or Shadle Solutions, on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram.